Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 778. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. We're continuing on in the book of Proverbs, and um, I have songs and letters. But right now, let's pray. Father, continue pouring out your spirit, anointing me in Jesus' name. Because people can preach and preach and preach, but unless the anointing is there, no man can come unto you unless the Spirit, uh, no one can come unto you unless your Holy Spirit draws them. So preaching or talking doesn't mean a thing unless the talker or the preacher or the teacher is anointed. And therefore, Lord, I covet your uh, anointing. In Jesus' names, that souls may be saved and the church strengthened. Bind Satan, Father God. Bind him, rebuke him, as we bind him here on earth by preaching your word. And open up many doors for us, great and mighty doors, Lord. Things that you don't want us to have, don't let us have. And things that you want us to have, Lord, give them to us speedily. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. By popular demand, here's uh, No Man is an Island. This is myself singing with the uh, Prague Symphony Orchestra and the Life Choir. This is produced and directed by H.B. Barnum. You know, in these last days, many people think that they can conduct their lives the way that they want to. But really, no man, I mean no man, no man can stand alone. We need the Lord. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. No man is an island. No man can stand alone He needs faith as his guide To lead him to his throne No man is an island He may have wealth untold but without peace of mind, what good is all his gold? A while ago, my world was a stormy sea. I learned to pray and his hand out to me can't you see no man is an island no man can stand alone so have faith and you'll find a love that can't are the very last 
days, Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again. We need to know that we can't do this alone. We need the Word of God. We need Jesus for our God. Remember that all the days of your life. A while ago, a stormy sea. I learned to pray, and His hand reached out to me. Proverbs. Uh, I started out uh, on chapter 8 on the last uh, program, number 777. So I only did about three or four verses, but I'm going to start out again. Uh, Chapter 8, verse 1. Does not wisdom cry? You know, it's amazing how little wisdom there is in this world today. the uh, Los Angeles Times just called me a renegade uh, preacher. And uh, uh, renegade means that you're against everything. Well, I'll name some other renegades to you. One is Jesus. He did not go along with the Antichrist government back then. And I don't either. And if they, they want to call me renegade, well, fine. They said uh, the, a blurb came out that... Uh, the president of the the one running for president of the United States uh, was going to come and visit me. Not Obama, but the other one. What's his name? John McCain. John, John McCain. We'll read the, read the report to him from the L.A. Times. Okay, this is dated August 8, 2008. The Los Angeles Times blogs called Top of the Ticket. It says, John McCain's meeting with a casino exec causes brief flurry. Reporters on John McCain's campaign plane were stunned Friday to learn that the presumptive Republican nominee had scheduled a private meeting with Tony Alamo this weekend in Las Vegas. A quick Google search finds in 1985, Alamo targeted the Pope and then President Ronald Reagan. 
Did you know that the Pope and Ronald Reagan are a couple of Antichrist devils? Yeah, I said it then, and I say it again, and I don't apologize for it. I said the same thing about uh, almost, I think, every president since they've been there because they're into this new one-world government uh, farce, what it is. And if you want to call me a renegade for coming against the devil, well, then I'm a renegade, all right? Uh, so anyone, that, but these people are coming against God. And I call them renegades because they're coming against the greater power. These little puppets that are running for president are nothings to me. And uh, go ahead, read the rest. Okay. Did you know that the Pope and Ronald Reagan are a couple of Antichrist devils and that they are selling us all down the drain? Well, that's right. And so did Bush sell us down the drain. And so did Clinton sell us down the drain. They're all Antichrist. Or didn't you know that yet? The Bible says that the whole world is deceived with the exception of those of us whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Where we are renegades against the world system because the Bible says that the whole world is deceived. And so uh, in that, they say the right thing. They're printing what I said. And it's good that those words of mine are resurrected again by the L.A. Times because they're true words. I did say that, and I don't apologize for it. The Pope is an Antichrist, and Reagan was uh, Antichrist as well. How did he, um, I could go into all the things that he did, but I mean, most of the people in the country, because of my literature, have already found that out. They found out that the Pope is an Antichrist too, that he's the head of the homosexual child molesting church, but worse than that, he is empowered by Satan, the devil, that great red dragon, the devil. So do you think that the devil is not selling us down the tubes? Well, if you don't, well, then you've uh, blasphemed the Holy Spirit because the Bible says that anyone that sides in with the world government, this supposed to be new world order, that they are um, antichrist. And I have a lot of scriptures to read on that tonight. Uh, uh, no, you'd say they're all for fornication and they're for idolaters. They are idolaters and they're adulterers and effeminate, they are 100% uh, for homosexuality, lesbianism, and abusers of themselves with mankind. And they're thieves, and they covet, and all these different things. And the Bible says, Know ye not that none of these will enter the kingdom of God? So you people that are siding in with the Antichrist, that believe in homosexuality, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. There's only other, one other place to go, and that is the pit of hell, and the, then the lake of fire. The Bible says that hell, a death in hell shall be cast into the lake of fire, where you'll be burning forever. Okay, go ahead. Read the more, some more of this uh, stuff. They are selling us all down the drain, asked a track entitled Genocide. A federal grand jury in Memphis, Tennessee, charged Alamo with filing a false income tax return. Right. I was railroaded into prison on a false charge of tax evasion. First of all, we were tax exempt. And second of all, even if we would have made enough money, uh, we didn't make enough money to pay taxes anyway. But they pulled a bunch of people out of prison and got a hold of a 
former wife, she was uh, the Princess of Sweden, uh, Birgitta Gillenhammer, and she lied about me. She said I was giving her $40,000 a month, and she lied like a dog. I didn't give her $40 a month. Uh, she is very wealthy. They own uh, Volvo Automobile Company in Sweden. That's the third largest industry. Why would she need any money from me? At that time, our church wasn't even taking in $40,000 a month. And she lied because they told her that they were going to send her back to Sweden and close both of her dress shops here in the United States and not let her and sell her house that she bought uh, that was once uh, Les Brown, the band of renowns uh, house in Pacific Palisades. They were going to take that from her, and that's what she really loves more than anything and those dress shops and they were going to send her back to Sweden and not let her come back to the United States. So she said what they wanted her to say. And then what else? And he failed to file returns during the fall. I didn't. Uh, I thought I, there was no need for me to file returns because we were tax exempt and uh, we didn't make enough money to file. I did file. I just said nothing made, uh, no profit whatsoever. And so they're lying about that, too. The government, don't you people know by now that the government is a bunch of liars? Mm -hmm. This world government? The government of God is not a liar. The God cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. And he's telling you the truth. And you people have been brain damaged by uh, hearing people say that the, um, that, uh, the Bible is wrong. There's not one thing wrong with the Bible. It's uh, all 100% the truth. It's the word of God. God cannot lie. He cannot die and he cannot fail. When he says that the, all the world government and all those that believe in it are going to the lake of fire, it's the truth. And you better believe it. One of these days you're going to find out for sure. And you don't maybe, uh, you may not be around here when the Lord comes back to earth. He might take you out today. He might take you out later tonight while you're sleeping helplessly sleeping all of a sudden your eyes will pop open you'll see the death angel there and your spirit will be yanked out of your rotten body and slung down into hell and i'm just quoting what the bible says what god said and if you don't believe it that's your problem not mine okay then what Alama was ultimately arrested on tax related charges and was convicted in 1994 uh for what in what? Tax-related charges. Tax-related charges. All, even the judges, they all know that I was railroaded into prison. And for uh, six years, I got out for in four years for good behavior, they said. But I had to have a congressman help me. All right? God raised a couple of people up that helped me a lot. All right, and then what else? He completed a six-year federal sentence. No, I didn't. It was uh, it was six years, but it was I got out in four years, and spent six months in a halfway house. I was able to come home during the day and go to the halfway house during the evening, but on the weekends I could stay at uh, my house. Okay, then what? And then went to a halfway house in Texarkana, Texas. That's right. Okay, then what? McCain's campaign aides quickly batted down that salacious story, however. Salacious story, okay. Uh, uh, they want you all to know that uh, McCain wasn't going to come and see me so his soul could get saved, but he was going to see a very nice casino 
manager. There's a Tony Alamo in Vegas that uh, runs uh, one of the casinos there. And so he was going to see him, and he wants everybody to know that he wasn't going to see a man of God, but that he was going to see a man that runs a nice casino where they strip people of their money, and, uh, and they got floor shows and prostitutes and uh, booze flowing uh, like crazy over there. So that McCain wants you to know that he would never go see a man of God, especially one that went to prison. Well, Jesus went to prison. Did you know that on false charges? John the Baptist got his head cut off for false charges. Peter was nailed upside down on a cross because of false charges. And all they were doing was preaching the gospel. And all the other prophets and apostles were murdered and were called salacious and also uh, renegades. We were all, I'm glad that I'm in that group of the renegades. What else? McCain will meet a different Tony Alamo. Yes, for sure. For sure. I'm glad I'm not the other one. Okay, what else? This one, the general manager of the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Oh, isn't that wonderful? The general manager of the Mandalay Bay. So what? That building's going to come down and the other Tony Alamo is going to go down with it one of these days. Why you people exalt uh, gangsterism and gambling and prostitution and adultery and fornication and thievery. And uh, many people have committed suicide because they lost all their earnings in that place. Okay, then what else? Yeah. General manager of the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, they said, not the renegade preacher. Not the renegade preacher. By Bob Drogan. Okay, the renegade preacher is Jesus. He was against everything. Now, I had you look up the word renegade, and that is against the government. I'm against this world government. I am definitely against it, so therefore I'm a renegade. And all you people that have been deceived by that government, you're renegades to God. And God is the one that's going to judge you. So if I were you, I'd repent and believe the gospel. Amen? Amen. Was that the whole report? Yes. Yeah. The renegade preacher. You filth. You lice. Uh, and of course, we all must believe uh, McCain and also... He's going to save us all. Everybody, even one of these presidents down through the years, say they're going to save you, and it keeps getting worse and worse. And this uh, McCain is not going to do any better for you, and for sure Obama is not going to either. Well, who has, no, it doesn't make any difference. You don't have any choice. There's no really nobody to, uh, to vote for. And as a matter of fact, Christians, Jesus, the apostles, never got involved with government. Unless government puts us in charge of the world government, as um, they did Joseph in the um, in Egypt, the Pharaoh put Joseph in charge because he had more brains than all the eggheads in the government then, and uh, the Lord gave me more wisdom and knowledge and understanding than all the people in uh, office today from the dog catchers up to the president, uh, and certainly the pope. But anyway, in this book it says, Does not wisdom cry? 
This is chapter 8 of Proverbs. Does not wisdom cry? That's a question. Doesn't wisdom cry? Yes, because there is no wisdom with the exception of those of us that know God. There's no wisdom, and so therefore it cries, and understanding put forth her voice. In other words, we're trying to teach you people wisdom and understanding, but all that happens is that we're crying out to you. Uh, and why? Because we love you so much. Uh, you know, these other preachers will tell you that they love you so much, but uh, this wasn't the case with Ezekiel or myself. I do it because I'm under the threat from God. Either I do it or I'll go to hell. And so I'm covering my own back. I own a Beatles album that I was given of, uh, of, that's never been released yet. And uh, it's worth millions. And um, I was, yeah, I had, when I did the promotion for Pete Best, he didn't think that I did, uh, was a renegade. They all knew, Sonny and, and Cher knew that I was the best promoter in the world. Yeah, the wisest one, the one that knew how to put him on top. And so did Rovan, Bobby Chambers, all kinds of people that I did promo for. The whole Democratic Party didn't know, because I wasn't saved yet, that I wasn't going to do the promotion. But the whole Democratic Party came to me for, they didn't go to the casino boss at uh, this Mandalay Bay for to promote them. Because they know that that weasel over there, does, he doesn't, this man, or whatever you want to call him, he's not saved yet, but I'd be glad to witness and testify to him. Because I was a weasel at one time myself. But they didn't go to them for a wisdom and knowledge of how to make it on top. But the Democratic Party, the entire Democratic Party, including the President of the United States, came to me to do the promotion for them. And... Um, so I guess they didn't think I was uh, so bad or a renegade at that time. They knew that I had the wisdom and knowledge and understanding to put them on top. But so, and it says, so does not wisdom cry? Yes, it does cry. Wisdom of God is the preaching of the gospel. Uh, Jesus is the wisdom and the power of God. Does not Jesus cry? He came down and suffered everything on the face of this earth and died, shed his blood, and uh, actually died and was buried. And then his soul went into hell because that's where we belong. And that was that should have been our penalty. And it still is if you reject the wisdom. In other words, Christ is our wisdom. And uh, he is our understanding. So he cries out, his voice cries out to you, these words that I'm preaching, Jesus is the word of God. Does not wisdom cry? Doesn't Jesus cry unto you? And understanding put forth her voice? Yes, the word of God is understanding, if you uh, receive it. In verse 2, she standeth in the top of high places. Right, well, you know that the Pope, that's supposed to be the highest place on earth because 
uh, the Pope is the one that is dictating the world government and the media and uh, the uh, churches, all the false churches. And so they've heard of me. She standeth in the top of high places. So God has opened up the doors and all the government agencies, the presidents and kings, everybody hears my voice, which is saying the things that God says. And because I'm saying what God says, they're calling me a renegade. But that doesn't bother me because I rejoice. And the Los Angeles Times makes sure they mention my name all the time because uh, they want you to think that I'm a renegade. Well, when it comes to the world government, uh, the Pope, and to these puppets that are presidents of the United States, none of them are. I think that Elmer Fudd has more sense than this McCain. They kind of resemble each other. And this Obama, he reminds me of a little brat kid that uh, he needs to be spanked for his mischievous mind. So anyway, she standeth wisdom and understanding, stands, stands at the top of high places. Yes, the Pope hears us, all the government agents, the president. The president sent me 17 emails wanting me to advise him on how to bring about peace in the Middle East. Now, if he thinks I'm a renegade, then why is he soliciting my wisdom and understanding on it? And I told him to don't get involved in this war over here until he hears from me. And he was going to bomb them the next day. And when I emailed him at the White House, uh, he did not bomb them. But after I got done, I said, don't do that until you hear my uh, uh, wisdom and understanding on this. And so I sent it to him. And then that was the day that he went and bombed them. And now everybody knows that it is a fictitious war. And that he did that for, uh, because the Pope told him to. The Pope wants to take over that country and um, make it uh, have a doctrine of the uh, democracy. Democracy is nothing more than a satanic dictatorship. And the Antichrist, Satan, wants to run the entire world. Now, Half-wits will not listen to what I'm saying. They think I have an overactive imagination, but I'm uh, hearing I get these things from the Lord and that the Lord doesn't have an overactive imagination. By the way, in the places of the paths. So she standeth, has wisdom and knowledge and understanding, stand in the top at the top of high places, by the way in the places of the paths. So all the different paths, everybody in the world is hearing from me. And when they're hearing from me, they're hearing from the Lord because I'm just preaching what he says. And of the, because of that, they call me renegade. Well, they called me worse than that, just so long as they put Mr. in front of it. They forgot to put Mr. in front, Mr. Renegade, okay? Now, you people learn a lesson from me. Whenever you say Renegade, say Mr. Renegade. Verse 3, she crieth at the gates, at the entry 
of the city. Hmm. Everywhere we have people on the streets uh, that are distributing literature in everywhere in this world. At the gates of the city. At the entry of the city. You can't get into these cities unless you, you're going to hear from us at some time or another. At the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call. Wisdom, Jesus says, I call. Understanding is Jesus. He says, unto you I call. And my voice is to the sons of man. Uh, yes, because, you know, we don't witness to animals. We witness to them by taking good care of them because the Bible says that that's what we're supposed to do. God even cares about the animals. But we witness to people with the voice. And here's what we say, verse 5. O ye simple ones, O you simpletons, understand wisdom, understand Christ. And ye fools, those of you that don't believe in God, be ye of an understanding heart. Verse 6. Hear, listen, for I will speak of excellent things. And the opening of my lips shall uh, be right things, not the things that the one world government is teaching you uh, or the new world order. The new world order means that they're teaching you new things. Now, the Bible says that you can't commit adultery or fornication. Well, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9, and 10, the Bible says, quote, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? But the New World Order says, yeah, the unrighteous will enter uh, the kingdom of God. That's false because God cannot lie. So you people are saying that you can fornicate and commit adultery and be a homosexual and enter the kingdom of God. But the Lord says... Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Now, the Lord starts telling you what unrighteousness is. Be not deceived. Uh, neither uh, fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers shall enter the kingdom of him. But it says, now, everybody believes that you can have trial marriages. You can test uh, you can have sex with somebody, and if uh, she doesn't please you, or after you get tired of her for a while, you can go and uh, leave her and go and have fornication with somebody else, or that you can commit adultery. But the New World Order says, yeah, you can commit adultery. Sure, you can fornicate, and you can be an idolater or an adulterer or a feminine. You can be a queer or abuser of themselves with mankind. In other words, you can have sex, men with men and women with women. The Bible says that no for, um, fornicator, nor uh, idolater, nor adulterer, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves. And, you know, the government is a thief. They come and take your house, uh, or, nor covetousness. They, they take you and throw you in prison. And take all your worldly goods that you work for for years, that hundreds of people have worked for, 
So they're thieves. They say they confiscate it. No, they steal it is what they do. Let's see, nor uh, drunkards, nor revilers or extortioners. None of these shall inherit the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Uh, well, the uh, New World Order. This is new, folks. This is hot off the press of the Vatican. Well, you can, they say, yes. Yeah, so you can enter the kingdom of heaven if you fornicate or you're an idolater or an adulteress or an effeminate or you get married to each other nor abusers of themselves with mankind or th you can th if you steal sure you can go to heaven or if you covet somebody's things you can that's the new world order folks nor um if you're a drunkard why well, they just say the new world order says that that's a sickness that's not a sin well god would never send somebody to hell for being sick but if you're a drunkard, you're going to hell. Okay, that's God. But the New World Order says, oh, you can drink. As a matter of fact, a lot of our clergy are drunkards. They go into these bars and they get free drinks and everything. Uh, no drunkards or revilers or extortioners. Oh, sure. Be an extortioner and a reviler. You'll go to heaven. It says that you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven, but the New World Order says you will. Who are you going to believe, them or God? It seems like you're definitely believing them. Those, this is wisdom now. Matthew 15, verses 18 through 20. Those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from that, uh, from the heart. And the, the, they defile the man. Those things that the New World Order is saying, that makes them totally defiled. That's why you see, uh, uh, Clinton in bed with uh, Miss Lewinsky um, and you see and the, everybody loves it because they do the same thing they figure well he's just like us and we like that and also he uh, slaughtered the people at Waco the mothers and dads and their little children for out of the heart proceedeth evil things so Clinton has an evil heart and so does Bush he bombed a lot of people killed four uh, over 4,000 of our people in this war uh, sons and daughters of men and women murderers well the New World Order says all right to murder children in their mother's wombs fornicators thefts False witnesses. They stood up against me, all these false witnesses in the courtroom. New World Order believes that you can do that. Let's get him because he's a renegade. He teaches about God. He teaches about Jesus. Let's get him. Let's throw him in prison. And let's kill him. I mean, nothing will shut this renegade's mouth. We're going to have to put him to death. Hmm. Well, they put others better than me to death. These are the things which defile man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. Lawrence says, you know, if you've worked and you haven't got any water near, you can eat with hands that are not washed. But uh, if you fornicate or commit adultery, that those are things that defile you.
Acts uh, chapter 15, verse 29. Abstain from meats offered to idols. Don't even eat any meat that is offered unto an idol. And from blood. You can't eat blood. That's why it really makes me cringe when I go into a restaurant and I hear people say, Give me a steak rare, blood rare, because they eat the blood. And from things strangled, and from fornication, from which, if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Fare ye well. Okay, so uh, we know that fornication is when a man is uh, hopping from one woman to another. And the woman does the same thing these days. And that's what they believe in, that you can fornicate. The New World Order makes you believe that. But because a lot of people are not preaching this. If uh, these people that have large congregations, if they started preaching the things that I do, they wouldn't have hardly anybody in their churches. The first chapter of Romans uh, verses 26 through 32. The whole thing is talking about people that uh, break the commandments of the Lord, especially homosexuals. Quote, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. That's what homosexuality and lesbianism and fornication and adultery. For even their women did change the natural use uh, into that which is against nature. And likewise also the uh, men, they're leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts, one toward another. Men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat, which was uh, the good thing. And even as they did not like to retain God, the word of God or wisdom and understanding in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Of course, men with men is not convenient, and it doesn't follow the, um, the word of God. Now, the word of God, but, you know, words mean something. Uh, words, um, in the book of Genesis, it was the word of God, and we can use the same word of God to make the word of God come to pass. We can have a lot of messes in our lives. There can be all kinds of problems. We can be bitter. We can have uh, lust. Uh, there could be lust in your life. There could be persecutions coming your way. There could be all sorts of messes happen to you. You could be hungry. You could be without food, without money. So when the Lord looked down upon the earth, it was the biggest mess that ever happened on the face of the earth. In the beginning was the word. That's the main thing, is the word of God. And when we preach the word of God or we talk to our problems with the word of God, the problems will dissolve. The messes will go away because God said so, but we have to talk to these problems, these lies that we tell, 
this fornication that keeps coming our way, that we lust to have sexual uh, relationships with people when we're already married, women, uh, and have homosexual lusts and lesbianism and all this sort of thing. Well, when the Lord looked down on the earth, it was dark. And uh, there was just a chaos everywhere. That was the biggest mess that ever happened. And then the Lord started speaking things into order. He said, first of all, he said, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. So God spoke that into being. And you can speak your life into being also. Whenever you're being tempted, you speak to the temptation and say, let there be the light of God shining on, the word of God to be shining on this. I don't want to spend eternity in the lake of fire or hell in the lake of fire. Uh, I don't want to be filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity. All these things. So God whispers. If you're a whisperer, a backbiter, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affections, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do they do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. They click together, these people. And they're not of the Lord. And that's why the Bible says that uh, wisdom is crying out to people saying, don't do these things. And why? Because hell is forever. Heaven is forever and hell is forever. Um, it's reported commonly all over the place. Everybody's talking about it. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication as is not so much as um, named among the Gentiles, even the Gentiles, the unbelievers don't do this, that one should have his father's wife. It doesn't say his mother, but one of his father's wives. Well, fornication is when you have sex with somebody that you're not supposed to. Okay? And so it's commonly mentioned around the New World Order that that's okay. Like you take, for instance, uh, the Satan is uh, giving power unto the whore and to the beast. Well, the whore is the great, uh, given power by the great red dragon, the devil, to the whore of Revelation, which the Bible indicates that it's in the city of the seven mountains or seven hills, and that's the Vatican. And it tells us that its colors are red and scarlet and purple and gold, they have lots of gold. It's the richest cult on the face of this earth. And that makes me a renegade because I'm telling you what God says about them. And so the Lord says here, 
the word of God. For I will speak of excellent things. These things that I'm telling you are excellent because you're fornicating. You think that you can have sample marriages. Well, we don't know if she's going to please me, please me in the bed, if she's going to uh, please me in the sack. Well, that isn't what it's all about, folks, is to fornicate. The Bible says it's you to marry. Some, most of the people in the Bible uh, uh, that were the godly people, they never went on dates. There's no such thing as that. As a matter of fact, there were arranged marriages. They go and they pray to find out if the woman is the right woman, and the Lord says, yeah, and they'd accept uh, the uh, the dowry or whatever. And then they'd go with the person. They never saw the husband in their life. That isn't necessary. It isn't looking at somebody and say, oh, I like that person because they look good or something like that. That isn't what it's all about, Elfie. The women stayed together and the men did. And whenever the time arose where they wanted to get married, well, they were arranged. What's, uh, you know, love is keeping God's commandments. That isn't like, oh, somebody looks good and they get turned me on. That isn't what it's all about. What's love got to do with it? The kind of love that people are doing today. Sleeping checking out to see if they like, you know, trying to get used to each other's breath or um, whatever, uh, seeing if the man is going to please them or if they're going to please the man. And all this, they're just playing Russian roulette. And uh, the first time they do it, they're on their way to hell. First Corinthians 5.11 says, But now... I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, somebody that body hops, that goes from one female to another, or covetous, or I'd like to have your wife. I'd like your wife. Well, these people are on their way to hell. And the New World Order, supposed to be new, there isn't anything new about Satan. He's been doing these things from the day one. Or an idolater. Well, uh, you know, or a railer, or a drunkard. A drunkard, see, they'd say, you're going to hell if you're a drunkard. So you have to sober up, boy, girl. Or an extortioner with such and one no, not to eat. Don't even have company with them. Don't wish them Godspeed or anything. Just preach the gospel to them. If they don't receive it, just dust off your feet with them. Well, it's time right now for us to read letters, so I'm going to stop here. Where's the first letter from? From the Philippines. What do they have to say? Dear Evangelist Tony, where have you been all my life? Out of the well, blue. Well, I've been here. <laughs> okay, what else? Out of the blue, out of the blue, a few months ago, you materialized on my radio as a shower of blessings from the Lord. Your programming is feeding this hungry, thirsty soul, and I want you to know how thankful I am for your radio broadcasts. When the Holy Spirit showed me my sin and brought me to Jesus, you were there to encourage and strengthen me in my new walk. 
You've no idea how soothing, refreshing, and educational it is, and how I feel the Lord's presence when I listen. You are needed, loved, and greatly appreciated. There's nothing I want more. Thank you very much. Please include me and my family in your prayers. Life has been difficult here, but I believe in God's promises for me that he will always take care of me and my family. God bless us all, always. Marina Garcia from Paranque City, Philippines. Okay, praise the Lord. God bless you as well. We pray for you. And then also, you know, these people, these emotion pictures you see, uh, the beach parties and stuff, you see these guys saying, <laughs> Oh, I like that girl over there. She looks good to me. Uh, boy, she's uh, got a good this and good that. This is uh, New World Order thinking. This is not anything that is of the Lord. All right? So please remember that when your eyes are bulging out looking at somebody that you're not supposed to. Okay, keep your eyes in your head and keep your eyes upon the Lord. Well, it's time uh, for us to pray. So, um, tell you what, uh, if you want the power to be able to uh, keep the wisdom of God, in other words, keep Jesus in you until he returns and his wisdom and knowledge and understanding if you want that power, when you say this prayer, the power of God, the wisdom of God will enter into you. And then when you keep reading the word of God, God will give you more and more power because the word of God is Jesus. And man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, which is the entire Bible. And the entire Bible is Jesus. All right. Jesus is the word of God. So speak Jesus into your heart. Pray for him to come into your heart. And he said that all who call upon his name shall be saved. So say this prayer and uh, the wisdom of God and the strength, the power of God will enter you. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. Not for tomorrow, but for t yesterday, today. And uh, then we have to keep the commandments of the Lord. We can't accept Jesus and then expect uh, to go back into sin again. You can't sin anymore now. I open the door of my heart and I invite you. I believe that Jesus... Father God, that you raised Jesus from the dead. He died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my sins. And you, Father God, raised him from the dead. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me on Calvary. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away. All that call upon your name shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal, everlasting soul. Now, just praise and thank the Lord, and share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of program number 778. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505 or call area code 479-782-7370. 
That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo again saying to make sure you tune in again tomorrow for another continuation of the Holy Spirit in your life to keep you standing more and more every day. The wisdom of God and the understanding stays with you. And the word wisdom and understanding and knowledge of God is his word. All right, this is myself with the Czech Republic Symphony Orchestra from Czechoslovakia uh, to sing for you with the H.B. Barnum's choir, uh, the Life Choir, to sing What a Friend We Have in Jesus. We really do. The Word of God is the wisdom and power of God. Jesus is the wisdom and power of God. Jesus is my friend because he showed me that he existed. He showed me there was a heaven and a hell. And he delivered me from hell. He showed me the way, that he was the way, the truth, and the life. No one can take his place. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain. Everything, everything to God in prayer. Every trials and temptations, everybody does. Is there trouble Just take it. Take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Take it to the Lord in That's all we need to do. Just get up to the throne of God and tell the Lord, God all 
take. Take it to the Lord in prayer.